When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Malia White, real-life bosun and cast member on Bravo's Below Deck Med. Working in my industry can be very interesting. These are my stories. As you'll find out, my world is a total ship show. Well, welcome to Total Ship Show. Appreciate it. Sorry, have you done many podcasts before, Alex? Or? I, I have not. I'm pretty green to podcasts. I've done a couple different interviews and things, but I have not done a, a ton of podcasts. So this will be one of the first ones. So ready to send Sweet. it. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Awesome. And where are you where are we calling you from? Are you so, in? I'm in South Florida, Boca Raton. Okay, yeah, yep. that's what I figured. Okay, and is that where Four Ocean is based out of? Yeah, yeah, we're ba- uh, headquartered out of Boca Raton. We've got our cleanup operations here in South Florida, uh, and then we have cleanup satellite locations uh, around the world. So we've got Indonesia, Bali, Guatemala, uh, Florida, and and uh, Fort Lauderdale. And Malia, you missed this, but Alex was running a little bit late. And Alex, you have to tell the story about why you were running late because it's pretty on brand. Sure. Yeah. We uh, so yesterday I was out on a dive cleanup and uh, ended up coming across somebody's brand new iPhone 14 in a waterproof case, and then uh, brought it back today. We charged it in the office and went in the emergency contacts and dialed up the the owner, and uh, they were coming by the office to pick it up. So we just ended up meeting up with them and giving their phone back, and they lost it out on the water and uh, thought it was a goner, but we uh, we got it back to them. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it was super it, cool. And it was it was working fine, everything? It was golden. Yeah, it was in a waterproof case. So it was like the first phone. I found a lot of phones, but most of them are just fried, you know, like with growth on them. But that was the first one. It was in like a little protective waterproof case just sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Oh my gosh, very on brand. And when did he lose it? <laughs> uh, I didn't even ask him that. I actually got to follow up. Uh, I don't think it was very long because it was still like there wasn't any growth or anything. on. I think it was from Memorial Day weekend, honestly. Oh yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend in the States. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everyone was out on the water. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's like Malia's in France. She, yeah. yeah, that's like the biggest boating holiday of the year, isn't it? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, absolutely. That Fourth of July, things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, very on brand. And um, the dive cleanup, you guys do that how often? Uh, so it depends. Uh, it's it's really weather dependent. Um, and and we dive probably, I'd say at least once every other week. Uh, we've been doing a, a lo- whole lot more now that we're coming into summer season. Uh, we have calm seas, not as much, uh, you know, cold fronts coming through and we have clear viz. So uh, a lot of, a lot of diving done over the, the summer, but in the winter time, it, it gets windy and rough and, and the, you know, murky. So we don't do as much diving, but, um, you know, going out diving for tires, for plastic, for any type of trash we find. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I'll have to do one of those. Well, and, Al- and Alex, for our, uh, for our listeners, um, you know, we've got Alex here from Four Ocean. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Four Ocean and what you sure. guys do? So uh, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, my name is Alex Schultz. I'm the co-founder and CEO of the ocean cleanup company, Four Ocean. And Four Ocean uh, was started in 2017 with myself and a buddy. And basically, we wanted to find a way to employ captains and crews around the world to collect plastic out of the ocean instead of catching fish. So it started out with a, with just a, a simple idea. And we came up with the idea for a four-ocean bracelet, which is a bracelet made of recycled materials. And for every bracelet sold, we remove a pound of trash from the ocean. 
So we started locally, just the two of us, and uh, it really quickly grew way faster than we imagined. And uh, we've been able to expand our cleanup operations all around the world. We employ uh, just over 250 captains and crews full-time. And to date, we're coming up on uh, 30 million pounds of trash removed from the ocean. So I'm super, super stoked about that. Yay, that's yes. amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so Alex, I the reason I found it, well, Four Ocean's huge now, but the reason, uh, so I was in Fort Lauderdale and I used to see your boats going in and out and I was like, what are these guys doing? They're like picking up trash. Yes. Um, yeah. And I ended up talking to some of your crew and I was like, what are you guys doing? They told me about it. And I was like, wow, I love this because, you know, working on a super yacht, I try to find ways to give back. We're not the most eco-friendly. Sure. Uh, yeah, but you know, we're all usually ocean lovers and we want to find a way to give back. So that's what attracted me to this. So yeah, thank you for awesome. being on. I just wanted to help spread the word because yeah, conservation and removing plastics near and dear to my heart. So love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah. That's our, you know, the team going down Fort Lauderdale, uh, we get asked that a lot. A lot of people say, you know, what are you guys doing? And this is pretty, you know, pretty, pretty crazy. You guys are just cleaning up plastic and that's what we do. We clean plastic out of the ocean and, uh, you know, drive our, our operations forward around the world. So stoked that you got to connect with the team down there and, and stoked to, for having me on here. Oh yeah. Go ahead, Amanda. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I, I feel like, so, so the way that you guys raise the money to be able to fund, taking the boats out and sending people down to clean up the ocean is by selling the bracelets. Do you yep. guys have any other product? Yeah. So, so it's, uh, it, our, the business is funded the sale of our products. Um, we started out with a bracelet. We've expanded into other areas such as apparel. Uh, we've got some beach chairs. We've got some other kind of lifestyle branded gear, but primarily we're focused on, on the bracelets and the products. Um, you know, that's one thing that I talk about a lot is, is we're ocean first product second. So really trying to stay focused on, on cleaning the ocean, which we've actually just now recently expanded into uh, a market that's growing, which is uh, plastic offsets. So think of carbon offsets, but for plastic. Mm -hmm. So we're partnering with brands and, uh, and even consumers to, to offset their plastic footprint by directly funding our captains and crews around the world to clean plastic from the ocean. So that's been something that we've been uh, getting more involved in. And, uh, you know, we're really just looking at ways to diversify and grow the means of, of scaling our, our cleanup operations and funding our, our cleanups, you know, all over the world. Wow, that's cool. So how many pounds of trash have you cleaned up from the ocean then? We're coming up on 30 million. Yeah, we're coming up on 30 oh million gosh. pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible. I, our team works so hard and, uh, you know, we, we, we have a blast doing it. I mean, we started out really slow. It took us, I think, about a year and a half uh, to, to get up to a million pounds. I think we hit our first millionth pound July 20th of 2018. So it was about a year and a half. And now we're, we're doing anywhere from six to 8 million pounds a year. And we're, we're wow. scaling and growing that as well. Man, Gee. I would say a year and a half doesn't seem like that long. <laughs> to, to, yeah. Like to hit a million. I'm like, that's pretty, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. No, we're, we're super stoked. We've got such an incredible team. Uh, you know, our, our captain crews around the world are, are just, they're, they're the best. They, they love what they do. They're passionate. Uh, they, they really care about uh, what we're doing. And, uh, and the, the thing that I love the most is not only, you know, our, our, our crew, they're stoked to, to be employed full time to, to clean up plastic, but they're also starting to become champions of, you know, a more sustainable way of living. So like they're educating their, their local communities and their groups of friends and everybody said, Hey, we don't need to bring that single use plastic. Like, let's just bring your reusable. And, and that's, what's really cool to me about Four Ocean and being able to leverage a brand is, is having that type of impact and being able to just influence people to, to do things that will be more beneficial for the ocean versus, you know, just, just trying to, to run any other just standard business. Right. Yeah. I think overall, I mean, for ocean, there's so many brands are trying to push this to make it you know, cooler or just more um, 
accessible for more people to be less, you know, plastic heavy. Like the yachts, we're trying no more using plastic water bottles or plastic straws, that kind of thing. Like yes. we're all in the ocean. We're all kind of trying to reach the same goal. Agreed. Agreed. And and that's that's honestly one of the big things. You just hit on it. That's what I say a lot, right, is is we're trying to make cleaning the ocean cool. You know, I, I we, we intentionally painted our boats a certain color scheme. We kind of mirrored what like the Navy, the Coast Guard, you know, police and FWC. And we wanted to, to, to have it be more seemed as uh, official, legit, and, and, and an awesome type of thing that's going on versus like, oh, that's just like a Saturday morning for an hour, go clean up a, you know, a local beach. Like still very important, but we want to show like these are full-time captains and crews and we're trying to make cleaning the ocean cool. And, and, you know, I, I believe that we've, we've been able to grow a, a pretty decent following and people that, that are stoked about it. And that's one of the big things for us is just trying to make sustainability cool. Yeah. Well, I'm all for it. I do have a question. So I, as someone, I'm a big scuba diver. I obviously work on yachts, travel a lot of places. Um, Where do you see the biggest or that you guys have gone to that you see the biggest problem or biggest threat with pollution? Uh, Directly in relation to scuba diving and and like underwater on the reefs or or just plastic in general? Uh, Let's go with the reefs first. So the reefs, I would say the areas that I've been to that I've noticed like the the gnarliest impact has been just outside of areas that lack waste management infrastructure. Uh, so we had a cleanup operation in Haiti for a while uh, and and just outside of uh, Port-au-Prince, you know, the water, the reefs in Haiti are absolutely beautiful. When you get when you get away from some of the heavily populated areas where the water is, you know, kind of contaminated or a lot of runoff from the, the rivers and streams and it's murky water it gets pristine. It's like the Bahamas and, and uh, the reefs are so, so vibrant and healthy there. But what we found is there's a crazy amount of plastic that gets washed out. And, uh, and that to me, diving, you know, you'd see crazy amounts of bottles and, and plastic littered and, and sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Um, but on the reefs, you know, I'd say the next, the next biggest thing is right here at Fort Lauderdale. Uh, you know, the Osborne mm-hmm. Reef. Are you familiar with the Osborne Reef? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So the Osborne Reef is, uh, it's a large area just off the coast of Fort Lauderdale where there are over 2 million tires that were dumped in an effort to create an artificial reef. So this was back in the 1970s. So this was in a time, it was, it was a project that had b- the, the best intentions. Unfortunately, it, it failed. Um, but this was at a time where tire recycling really didn't exist. They were having a huge problem with uh, mosquitoes and, and I believe malaria that was, that was happening due to the amount of water that was collecting in these tires. So they, they needed to get them out of landfills. So they had an idea, and it was actually a nonprofit that founded this idea to band the tires together and put them offshore and create. They were shooting for the, their goal was the world's, yeah, the world's longest artificial reef. Unfortunately, they used the, the strapping that's used in uh, logistics and shipping uh, for like pallets and crates and things like that. And it's banded with metal restraints. So they like clip them, clip them closed. So they would compress all the tires together in a real tight bundle. They would band them together with strapping, and when they dumped them in the, the ocean, they they thought that the growth would would you know grow in a, in a small period of time. Unfortunately, those restraints corroded, and the salt water just broke them right through, and it turned these tires into individual floating tires. And now, what happens is during large hurricanes, large storm uh, weather fronts, it turns these tires into like bowling balls. So they're like going back and forth on the reef. And tires have been literally transported as far as north as North Carolina and even all the way down around the coast of Florida up found in the panhandle. And they know that these tires are from the Osborne Reef because each tire was uh, there was a hole pattern that was drilled, a very specific hole pattern that was drilled in each tire. 
in order to help it sink. Uh, and these tires are being found everywhere. So that is one of the gnarliest things that a lot of people don't know. You know, I, I've grown up in South Florida and I had no idea that this existed, but it's it's right out there, right outside of Port Everglades. Yeah, I spend a lot of time in Florida and I had no, I dive in Florida and I had no idea. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the things they talk about a lot. It's like out of sight, out of mind. But, um, you know, they've been trying to clean it up for over 50 years. Uh, there's still a cleanup uh, uh, happening right now that the state's funding. Uh, there's a group, Industrial Divers, that's been doing an amazing job. They've been cleaning up for years and uh, they've been they've been uh, making a lot of progress. And we actually just recently got a permit as well. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of steps you need to take in order to be able to legally go and collect these tires just due to uh, the, the coral relocation and the, the process in which you're removing the tires. That's not doing more damage to the reef. But we recently got granted a permit. So we are we're joining the cleanup. So we've been cleaning up, uh, you know, the perimeter areas and more the individual tires that are, uh, you know, at risk of being transported in these storms. So uh, I love it. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a fantastic thing for me to be able to get out there, get out of the office and, uh, you know, get underwater and, and go do some diving. And it's pretty technical diving with like the lift bags and the operations. And it's fun. I, I have a blast doing it and uh, love to get out there. So if you're ever if you're ever in the area, you want to get out there and uh, dive for some tires, you let me know. We'll get out there and clean them up. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I love that kind of thing. So yes. I'm all in. Awesome. <laughs> um, and so I guess a big question with Four Ocean is what do you guys do with the trash once you've collected it? Sure. So uh, our number one priority is recycling. What we do is we try and we try and recycle everything that we can. Um, you know, we basically what happens with the plastic is it, it goes back to our facilities uh, where we sort it by type, color and condition and then prepare it for future recycling. Uh, and, and so majority of the plastic, depending on the condition is, is recycled and to turn into new products. Um, so we're even stockpiling and storing a lot of this plastic to be able to partner with various different brands and leverage our ocean plastic to manufacture their products with, right? So the hope is to be able to make, uh, you know, consumer products that, that would be able to be made out of ocean plastic that'll drive more awareness and fund more cleanups of plastic out of the ocean. Um, but we try and avoid anything, you know, that anything is going to be manufactured to, to single use plastic. You know, we've got a policy that we don't, we don't sell to any manufacturers that are making single use plastic or anything like that. Uh, but then there is also plastic that can't be recycled. You know, there's stuff that is just so gnarly, so nasty, uh, UV degradation, uh, contamination, just broken down by the sun, the waves, the salt, and that it's so brittle. Like when you grab it, it just like, just turns into like a, a powder. Right. And, uh, we partner with a solid waste authority, uh, down here in, in South Florida, which is the, I, I believe it's the, the most sustainable outlet in terms of thermal treatment uh, in the entire world. Um, which is they're converting that plastic into electricity. They're using it as a fuel source and they have all the necessary filtration systems to, to scrub the exhaust. And I, I believe the, the output is, don't quote me, but I think it's less than 0.005 microns, which I think is cleaner than the air we breathe. Um, so we're partnered with them for the, the waste plastics that we just cannot recycle and that are not feasible to recycle. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That makes sense. And you mentioned Haiti. How many countries ha do you, have you guys had operations in or do you currently have operations in? So we're in, we're in Florida, uh, uh, like Boca Raton in Southeast Florida. We're in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we're in Bali, Indonesia, uh, Java, Indonesia, Guatemala. And then we have in each one of those locations, we have about Bali. I think we have six satellite locations in, in Java, right in that area. Guatemala, we have three satellite locations. Uh, and then in Florida, we have two. Oh, I was just going to ask, you know, as far as the people who are going down there and diving and, and pulling the trash out, are they all employed by Four Ocean or do you guys have volunteers or how does that work? No. So, so everybody cleaning the ocean, we're all, they're all full-time employees. Um, the diving, wow. I, I will tell you the diving is, is a very small set of people. 
like a very small percentage mm-hmm. of our plastic and our trash that's removed is diving. Uh, that's myself, some of the other members on the team. We've got a dive master. We've got a, a couple of different individuals that are very experienced divers. We save the technical diving stuff for, for a small group that's that's highly trained and has the experience and, and you know hundreds of hours underwater. Uh, but most of our cleanups are done on the vessel, scooping with nets, uh, cleaning up the plastic mm-hmm. off the surface, and taking vessels to the coastlines and walking. So what you see is the 30 million pounds that that uh, that we're coming up on is all done through paid employees. So we don't leverage gotcha. our volunteer cleanups. So that's that's a big thing a lot of people ask. It's like, you know, we've done volunteer cleanups, but that's more for community engagement and getting people involved in the mission. And and we're not counting that towards our one pound pulled promise, right? So yeah. all of that plastic is done through through full time captains and crews. And and I'm absolutely proud, uh, really really proud of of uh, our international crews. And so we pay uh, uh, fair living wages uh, to all of our crews. We cover 100% of, of health insurance and provide benefits to our cleanup crew members uh, all around the world. So that's uh, that's something that we're super proud of and, and trying to create a, a great working environment for them because they're out there, you know, working hard every single day. Yeah, that's great. I love this. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, diving Southeast Asia and Bali, I think some of the worst trash pollution I saw while diving was off Vietnam. And so I was wondering about that, like those areas. But I think it's great, especially for Americans that, you know, you're doing it in Florida as well and highlighting that it's not just these areas. It's not just these third world countries, not just it's on our doorstep as well. It's right here in Florida. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's one of the main things we try and do to connect it back uh, is, is, you know, cleanup operations in South Florida. It's, it's very expensive, right? Like it, it's very expensive to, to run our operations down here, but it's super important to us because, A, it's our backyard. You know, growing up in South Florida, we need to do what we can to, to, to clean up our different areas. But also it connects back with our customers because they, they you know, unfortunately at times they're just like, oh, well, that's just another country. I, should, I don't need to worry about that. That's just because they're not recycling. But in reality, it, the problem is everywhere. You know, it, it's even here in the States and it's it's definitely prevalent here in in, uh, in South Florida where, you know, people uh, will go out on a cleanup and most people are like, are we going to get anything? Like what what's what's the plan for today? And by the end of the day, we've loaded up all our bins full of plastic and it's like, I'm just blown away. I didn't think that the amount of plastic would be that we caught that we collected today would, would be in this area. You'd think it's South Florida, it's pristine, but the the problem's everywhere. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, microplastic as well. I met um, a really great uh, at a uh, farmer's market in Fort Lauderdale. There's this girl that takes microplastic off the beach and she makes jewelry out of it. And I was oh, nice. Like, this, this is so great. Like just making things that you know, she tries to do the same thing, not using single use plastic, reusing it to just sell. But she collects all of it right in front of her house on the beach. I'm like, it's sad, awful. but it's great. <laughs> no, understandable. Like that. That's one of the things with like the, the four oceans. So so our bracelets are, are made with uh, the plastic that our captains and crews have collected. So the cord is the recycled PET. So we're trying to do the same thing. And, and that's that's you know, you're trying to take a, a otherwise uh, wasteful material that that's hard to recycle or more expensive to recycle. So typically in the recycling industry, it's not utilized. So we're but we're trying to give it another life and, and leverage that to, to drive awareness to ocean plastic and just what's going on with the ocean. Yeah. And what do you, okay, this is the question. Everyone straws, we know are a big one, but what would you say is the most common item that you're pulling out? I'd say bottles. Honestly, a lot of what we get is bottles. Um, straw, straws are, are, are definitely, we, we get a ton. Like, and mind you, there's, there's a lot of stuff. It's, uh, it's been turned political. It's been turned. Why are we even focusing on straws? This is a waste of time. There's been a lot of stuff that's factored in. And I always say like, Hey guys, I'm going to bring it back to earth. Like, uh, here's, you know, 
20 straws that we cleaned up in the past like hour right here in a canal in Florida. Like this is definitely still a problem. Like let's, let's, let's stay focused. Um, there's also a ton of plastic that we're seeing. I'd say water bottles or, or plastic sachets like water bags. Those are the two things that we find an absolute ton of, uh, in developing countries, they'll, they'll actually deliver water in like a small little, like almost like a mini Ziploc bag, kind of like a water sachet. And it's crazy because they'll, they'll bite the corner off, drink it and, and, four seconds flat and toss it. And, and that's, we're finding a ton of those uh, offshore. So I'd say bottles and, and the water sachets for sure. I, yeah, I can vouch for that. Cause I just remember in, in Southeast Asia, they'll give you the water, then they'll put it in a plastic bag and then like a plastic straw. And you're like, I didn't, this I don't is, need all that. <laughs> exactly. It's so excessive. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um, and what's, uh, you know, like what's next for Forage? And you guys see yourself expanding into other types, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because the ocean cleanup, you know, the technology is advancing. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so we, we are absolutely uh, advancing and, and getting more involved in different areas. We're expanding our cleanup operations. Uh, as we expand our, our business model, we're able to to fund different areas. So really, you know, our, our core focus is employing captains and crews. You know, we, we've utilized technology in the past and, and we have some different machines and some different, you know, robots and beach clean robots and beach cleaning and, and I'm sorry, remote control uh, robots for, for the ocean. But those are small things that really should be focused on like resorts and and other areas that are, you know, based in the United States. Like we wouldn't take any of those machines and go to our, our developing countries. They're more for smaller scale and, and localized uh, approach. And our focus is really creating jobs. You know, we're trying to hire as many people as we can, create full-time jobs and employ captains and crews. Like that that's my background. So I, I grew up uh, on a small island on the west coast of Florida. I've been a licensed captain my entire life. I spent almost all my time honoring the water. And that is my focus is to try and employ as many captains as we can to literally switch from commercial fishing for fish to fish for plastic. And so that's really our focus. So we're expanding our cleanup uh, locations. We are hiring more captains and crews. We are innovating on, on some of the technology, but really what I'm trying to stay focused on is, is our core focus, which is exactly that, employing employing captains and crews and looking at partnering with different groups such as the Ocean Cleanup or Sungai Watch or some of these other great organizations out there that are, are utilizing technology or boom systems or things like that um, and, and trying to work with them. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's going to take collaboration across the entire board to be able to have a true impact on this problem. And uh, I'm incredibly proud of the team at, at what we've accomplished, but it is still a drop in the ocean, right? And I think that we collectively need to all work together and, and drive as much awareness as we can to just get the conversation going. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the biggest tool, I guess, especially, you know, is shark con- conservation and other things that I'm very passionate about. It's education, isn't it? It's That's the most powerful tool. Yes. We can clean up as much trash as we want, but until we get everyone kind of on the same page and we spread education through captains and crew and all over, yeah, to achieve the same goal. Of course. And and that's exactly yeah. what we said. We got to stop it at the source, right? We're sitting on a treadmill. We'll clean a beach. And then in two weeks time, that same beach will be polluted again. And until we stop it at the source, uh, you know, working upstream, uh, implementing barriers, but then also education, uh, trying to find more sustainable alternatives, packaging redesign, you know, having these conversations with brands uh, that to try and to try and show that they're sustainable options so that they don't have to produce mm-hmm. this wasteful plastic. That's like the hope and dream for me. It's to leverage our business to be able to influence these these massive companies and be able to to not only fund our cleanups and employ captains and crews, but also rethink and re-engineer the packaging that they're using to to switch back to more reuse compostable biodegradable solutions. For sure. Yeah. 
Well, I'm trying to start with the yachts. I'm trying to get the word out there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no, we, it's, most of them do a good job, but. Yeah. And, and that, that's a big thing. Like I know, uh, you know, you mentioned yeah. earlier, it's, it might not be the most sustainable industry, but that's one thing with 4Ocean. One of our, one of our core values is nudge, don't judge, right? It doesn't matter what industry and what you're doing. Like everyone wants to some, somehow get involved into sustainability efforts. I think everybody agrees. No one likes a dirty beach or dirty ocean, right? So how do we get more people involved mm-hmm. and and not not discriminate based off of industry or things like that? Because you know I feel I feel confident that aside from you know pointing fingers and shaming people, it's best to have a, an open conversation and work you know with them on these things and, and trying to transition to a more sustainable option. So I agree with you. It's anything you can do is a step in the right direction. Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Yeah. Provide yeah. Provide the solution. You know, help them help them figure out how to fix it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You found this fashion on a surf trip to Bali, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so a uh, buddy and I went on a surf trip to Bali, and that's you know, I uh, candidly, I was not the most sustainable individual back in the day. Like, I, I, I used water bottles. I did other stuff. Like, I, I just had no idea because in the states, we're we're so fortunate to have, uh, you know, a great waste management infrastructure. When you you know toss things away, they're out of sight, out of mind. But it wasn't until going to Bali and seeing a crazy amount of plastic, realizing that. This is a, a global issue that that is not going to be able to be solved just by simply, uh, uh, you know, doing some some small actions. We we need to we need to take a huge collective effort. So uh, it was that trip to Bali with a buddy of mine that we had the idea, and that's where we wanted to to find a way to fund captains and crews to to collect plastic out of the ocean. Yay! I love it. And um, Alex, so uh, how can people get involved? I mean, obviously where we can all become a little more sustainable and rethink our plastic usage. But sure. um, yeah, how can we get involved? How can we help show the word about 4Ocean? Sure. So uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, our handle's uh, the number four, the word ocean. Uh, if you're interested in, in purchasing a product and pulling a pound yourself, you can go to 4Ocean.com. Uh, and then, like you said, starting the conversation, anything cutting down on your single-use plastic consumption. Uh, you know, We're stoked if people purchase our products because that helps employ our, our captains and crews. But what I always say is like, you don't need an incredibly fancy water bottle. You don't need an incredibly fancy like cutlery set to take, like grab something out of your kitchen, grab something, uh, you know, some, some reuse type stuff, some second stuff, and just cut down on the amount of plastics that you're using. Cause the small steps are going to have the massive impact. Uh, but also if they want to follow us on social, get involved, come to a cleanup, you know, we'd love to have everybody out there and get people fired up on the ocean. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, of thanks, course. Great to- I actually have a bunch of your bracelets and next it. time in Florida, I will definitely give you guys a shout out. Sounds yeah. like a plan. And uh, like I said, if you want to come dive and get out in the water, give us a shout. We'll, uh, we'll get out there and clean some stuff up. Sounds good. I 100% do. <laughs> a Huda Media Production.